welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The uh, website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. <clears throat> also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific program for you today, including guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our state senator, as well as the president of Florida State Senate. We'll have a visit with Kathleen, as well as Boo Mortensen, just back now from her trip to Australia. We'll visit with Boo. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and my wife Linda will be joining us well in the last segment. It is February the 27th, and on this day in 1953, Cambridge University side is James D. Watson and Francis H. C. Crick, announced they had determined the double helix structure of DNA, the molecule containing human genes. The molecular biologists were added, uh, aided significantly by the work of another DNA researcher, Rosalind Franklin, although she did not be included. She wasn't included in the announcement, nor did she share in the subsequent Nobel Peace Prize. I should. It wasn't the Peace Prize. The Nobel Prize awarded for it. Though DNA was discovered in 1869, its crucial role in determining genetic inheritance wasn't demonstrated until 1943. In the early 1950s, Watson and Crick were only two of many uh, scientists working on the figuring out the structure of DNA. California chemist Linus Pauling suggested an incorrect model at the beginning of 1953, prompting Watson and Crick to try and beat Pauling at his own game. <clears throat> on the morning of February the 28th, they determined that the structure of DNA was a double helix polymer, or a spiral of two DNA strands, each containing a long chain of mononomer nucleotides, wound around each other. According to their findings, DNA replicated itself by separating into individual strands, each of which became a template for the new double helix. In his best-selling book, The Double Helix, in 1968, Watson claimed, uh, claimed that Crick announced the discovery by walking into a nearby Eagle pub and blurting out that we have found the secret of life. The truth says that far off as Watson and Crick had solved a fundamental mystery of science and how it was possible for genetic instructions to be held inside organisms and passed from generation to generation. Watson and Crick's solution was formally announced on April the 25th, 1953, following its publication in the month's issue of Nature magazine. The article uh, revolutionized the study of biology and medicine. Among other developments that followed directly from it were prenatal screening for disease genes, uh, genetically engineered foods, the ability to identify human remains, the rational uh, design of treatments for diseases such as AIDS, and the accurate testing of physical evidence in order to convict or exonerate criminals. Crick and Watson later had a falling out over Watson's book, which Crick felt misrepresented their collaboration and betrayed their friendship. A larger controversy arose over the use of Watson and Crick made uh, of work done by another DNA researcher, Rosalind Franklin, <clears throat> colleague uh, Maurice Wilkin showed Watson and Crick's Franklin X-ray photographic work to Watson just before he and Crick made their famous discovery. The image established that the DNA molecules existed in a helical formation. 
When Crick and Watson won the Nobel Prize in 1962, they shared it with Wilkins. Franklin, who died in 1958 of ovarian cancer and was thus ineligible for the award, never learned of her role uh, and her photos played in the historic uh, breakthrough. Big breakthrough on this day. Well, it is the 28th and final day of February. Have you ever wondered why February is shorter than other months? Well, it turns out we have an ancient Roman superstition to thank. Uh, To uh, make a long story short, Roman king Numa Pompilius uh, tweaked the calendar to sync it with the lunar year, and that included changing every month to 29 days because even uh, number days were unlucky at the time. One month, though, uh, needed to have an extra number of days, and February was selected since it was the Romans' held ritual for the dead. And so February was dropped down to 28 days, and despite numerous changes to the calendar over the years, or thousands of years, it's uh, pretty much stuck. That's why we have 28 days in February. Well, have you been watching any Major League Baseball? Well, I have, and it's really interesting. And if you're at all a baseball fan... Spring training started on Saturday, and uh, the Atlanta Braves and Boston Red Sox ended up in a 6-6 tie after the Braves player Cal Conley struck out for not getting set in the batter's box in time. That's not a phrase you'll often hear associated with baseball, but you'd better get used to it because at the beginning of this season, baseball had entered its Sonic and Hedgehog era. Over concerns is getting disrupted by faster-paced sports. Major League Baseball has disrupted itself by introducing new rules uh, this year that speed up the game and generate more offense. These rules include a pitch clock, so pitchers and hitters can't loaf between pitches, the elimination of extreme defensive shifts to encourage more of offense, bigger bases to boost the number of stolen bases, limiting the number of mound disengagements like pickoff throws, it takes some getting used to. Strange scenarios in the first spring training game showed how players and teams need to adjust to the new rules. On Friday, San Diego Padres star Manny Machado became the first ML League uh, uh, player to uh, begin at bat, at bat down 0-1 in the account for stepping into the batter's box too late. The big picture for fans who love baseball but can't justify spending three hours watching it, this could be a uh, welcome change. These... Padres Mariners game on Friday took two hours and 29 minutes to compete, complete about 40 minutes shorter than uh, last year's regular season average, uh, according to ESPN. So the games are going to get more exciting, I think. I predict it's going to be uh, more fun to watch. It, they're going to be shorter. They're also going to be higher scoring, in my opinion, because this uh, rule of having two uh two players on either side of second base in the infield, and it must be in the infield. You have to have your shoes on the dirt uh, when the pitch starts. There's just a lot of changes that I think are going to make baseball a lot more exciting. Well, a California-based law firm has accused Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State Adrian Fontas, uh, Runbeck Election uh, Services, and a slew of other election officials, mayors, judges, city councilmen, and county supervisors in the state for receiving bribes from the Sinaloa cartel. This story is so big and so important, I just it's really hard to believe. Uh, during a Thursday hearing before the Senate Elections and Municipal Oversight and Elections Joint Committee, the principal investigator for Harris Thaller Law Corporation, Jacqueline Breger, uh, presented their shocking findings detailing how a money laundering investigation in the Midwest revealed allegations of corruption in Arizona. 
In 2014, our office was asked to review the case files and to determine whether monies from sales of properties had filtered to property purchases in Arizona, specifically to Maricopa and Pima County, Berger said. And uh, they found them. In, in Friday's interview with Lindell, TV host Brandon Howes, Thaler gave more details on how the cartel bribed impacted elections in the state of Arizona. So if you're saying that the cartels are using these billions of dollars to buy elected officials to keep the border open, to keep their businesses going in the United States, the host asked, that would be precisely what I'm saying, uh, Thaler said. Oh, by the way, Thaler said, you know, the, the corruption, the bribes don't occur after the person's been elected. Typically, the agreement and the bribe happen at, at the beginning of the career, political career, to help somebody get elected. And then they're on the hook. In other words, they're bought and uh, need to co cooperate uh, in the future. <clears throat> this is going to be a big story. I'm not going to continue it right now uh, because we're going to find out much more. And uh, again, billions and billions of dollars going to cartels through illegal real estate sales, all kinds of things. It's just unbelievable. Well, Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake uh, wrote that she soon would be taking her election lawsuit to the state's Supreme Court after the appeals court rejected her bid earlier this month to toss the November 8 midterm results. In a Twitter update on Sunday, Lake confirmed she will be taking her case to the Supreme Court this week. It came about two weeks after the uh, Arizona Court of Appeals rejected her election suit, which uh, alleged that uh, vote tabulating Issues, delays, and long lines in Maricopa County or Election Day disproportionately impacted her chances of winning. We'll be filing our case with the Arizona Supreme Court by this Tuesday. That'd be today. Uh, well, I guess it was, uh, yes, today. And we'll be uh, asking for expedited review, the GOP candidate wrote. As soon as the filings are available, I will share them with you. Please pray for justice, she said. Uh, she's previously attempted to uh, transfer her election lawsuit to the state's highest court. I think this is going to all end up in the Supreme Court of the United States, not just the Arizona Supreme Court, but in the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, she's got a strong case. And now with this information about uh, the uh, Sinaloa cartel and the bribes that have occurred, it just makes me wonder if, in fact, this information is going to – is. Uh, going to affect the outcome of the, of the lawsuit. I suspect at least it's going to be brought up, no question. So interesting. Well, a top uh, U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention official gave false information about COVID-19 vaccine safety monitoring to the agency's vaccine advisory panel, and a spokesperson for the agency refused to correct this information. This is very concerning because if anything looks like uh, a collusion, this does. Uh, Dr. Tom Shimabuko Kuro, director of the CDC's Immunization Safety Office, presented on COVID-19 vaccine safety to the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices on February the 24th. Shimabukuro uh, went on over updates to the safety signal for uh, strokes following Pfizer, Pfizer bivariant, by, uh, bivalent booster vaccination that CDFC officials detected in one of the agency's monitoring systems. After sharing the updates, he made a false statement. No safety signals were detected for the stroke for the primary series of uh, monovalent boosters for Pfizer or Moderna COVID-19 vaccines in the U.S. and global monitoring, he said. That's just not true. 
The CDC identified uh, the strokes as a safety signal following Moderna and Pfizer's vaccination after analyzing reports to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. It's a different system where the agency uh, co-manages. After the comment, Sherberko uh, Sh- Sh- didn't respond, but a CDC spokesperson doubled down on the false claim. And this is just very concerning because it makes me wonder if there's not some sort of conspiracy here with uh, Big Pharma and those that are regulating Big Pharma uh, to have an impact on our public health. And now you think about what's happening with the World Health Organization perhaps having some say over uh, how our public health is going to be monitored. It's very, very concerning. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com, and give them a call. Also by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our, our Florida State Senate President. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Hartman Show here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulubee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulubees.com and stop by Lulubee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulubee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... 
Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought in part by internationalhealthplans.com. Are you planning on traveling abroad? Well, your health plan, your health insurance plan, may not cover international travel. You want to make sure you can travel with confidence and travel worry-free. To find out more, go to internationalhealthplans.com. That's internationalhealthplans.com. Coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortensen. Right now, we have with us our State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So this is kind of the quiet before the storm, isn't it? I mean, uh, uh, here we are just about a week away from opening uh, the legislative session. Uh, yes, it's, uh, you know, we've just gone through uh, committee weeks, uh, two special sessions. So it feels like, mm. you know, we, we've been open for a while. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, next week is the pomp and circumstance and the uh, governor's state of the state address and everybody's looking, looking uh, forward to it. There's, you know, the rumors are out there that he's going to use that as a springboard to presidential run. I don't know. He's never said anything he's smart. He's being quiet. So we'll see. Yeah, he's just actually, he was on Mark Levin show the other night and uh, talking about his new book. And the, the book coming out is, again, <laughs> suspiciously uh, perhaps related to some sort of announcement about a, about a uh, run for the presidency. Yeah, I mean, I, I have not read the book. I think it just came out. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be my, uh, <laughs> my airplane reading back and forth to Tallahassee. Sure. Um, and... Uh, I guess I'll get him to sign it. I might as well. That's yeah, that's cool. absolutely, absolutely. He can end up being president of the United States. So, yeah. so uh, tell us about the, what's planned for the first week. Um, well, <laughs> you know, it is kind of a truncated week because um, Tuesday is the um, pomp and circumstance of the opening day. Uh, we're going to be on the floor uh, next week, uh, and we're going to do. Uh, my two my two bills, the affordable housing bill, the wildlife corridor bill. Um, I don't think the House is going to have any floor sessions next week. Uh, they're going to go the following week and do the edu their education bill and uh, then send it to us, and we'll do that the following week. So we're, we're moving along on the things that are important to me and to the Speaker Renner. Uh, we're working on some some of the governor's bills and member bills and I think it's going to be a real jam-packed session because there's just a lot of um, a lot of bills out there, and then of course I've already started working on the budget, so it's it's very busy. I'm sure it is. It, what amazes me, though, is the uh, uh, well. In fact, the uh, governor signed the legislation that uh, converts this uh, special district in for Disneyland into a regular district. Uh, it's going to be run by him, apparently, but he's going to have officials that are going to be taking care of it. But that's kind of, that just, I think, represents how bold our governor is. Yeah, you know, he, he really uh, is very courageous in, in some of the, you know, the initiatives that he's undertaking. You know, things that, um, you know, many people have talked about, for years, but haven't uh, tackled. Um, and actually, it's, it's more than years. It's like decades. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so, you know, I guess we're, we're going to level the playing field on a lot of issues and, uh, you know, good policy. 
it's so refreshing. It really is refreshing to see this. And, you know, it's not exactly like he's attacked Disneyland. All he's done is saying, okay, we're just going to take away some of the special favors and right. uh, and and uh, things that they've had at, at available to them that uh, aren't available to other corporations. They're just going to exist like everybody else. Yeah, and, you know, uh, if you look at it historically, um, the uh, that whole complex was designed in the 60s mm-hmm. back and back when the middle of the state that area was nothing but orange groves and uh the uh, economic incentive or the economic future of Walt Disney uh, or the company was was it was new it was new to Florida and uh the things that are included in the special district act were uh, they were sort of groundbreaking. For example, they had the right to do nuclear fission. Hmm. I mean, we don't even use that term anymore. They had a, a they had a right to do <coughs> experiments. So when you think about what Walt Disney was was thinking about a world of the future, a city of the future, and then they they kind of turned right or left or whatever you want to say mm-hmm. and, and turned into <coughs> more theme park, amusement, family oriented activities. And then, so, you know, I, I keep thinking that maybe they could have been like the Microsoft because that's how advanced thinking they were. They just wow. uh, changed direction. Um, and so, you know, I think that uh, there's the, the um, governance is very simple. It's just a board that manages. Nobody, everybody thinks they're going to be able to set the hours at the Magic Kingdom. They have nothing to do with the theme parks. It's all about water management, uh, roads, and street lighting, period. Well, I would guess also the making sure that uh, Disneyland pays its debts. There's some concern that they might try and sidestep the money that they owe uh, to the district. They couldn't. They couldn't. <laughs> they personally guarantee the debt. They're bonds. Uh, they're 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 um, secured by the the real estate that is owned by Disney, including the theme parks and other areas. They couldn't sidestep that debt. Hmm. Um, I think that was a lot of uh, a lot of the Democrats started that because they just wanted to bash DeSantis. Total fabrication. Um, if you look at the bonds, you know, of course, nobody bothered reading any of that stuff. Of course, but I did. Yes, and <laughs> the liability is there. It's clear. And if um, the Disney was ever, or the Reedy Creek District, which is now some they've changed the name, was ever dissolved, the bonds would fall back on the land. Who owns the land? Yeah. Disney. Yeah. So it's not it's not like it's Orange County or Osceola County. That was just typical, um, you know, bashing of our governor for no reason. Well, I must say the governor seems to be somewhat like Teflon. Nothing sticks <laughs> that the left left throws his way. Well, you know, he's very thoughtful and careful about uh, you know what he's doing and. And, um, you know, he's got us, the legislature, making sure that his ideas are implemented in a, in a rational, uh, legal manner. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Pasadoma, our state senator, as well as the president of the Senate here in the state of Florida. Kathleen, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Boo Mortensen. She's back from Australia. We'll be doing that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. (laughs) 
Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, we'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratuscal Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. You can find out more by visiting the website and also get tickets. Go to golfshoreplayhouse.org. Well, scores of FBI employees have been caught over the last five years engaging in unethical and illegal conduct such as driving drunk, stealing property, assaulting children, mishandling classified documents, and losing their service weapons. But they often escaped being fired, according to an internal disciplinary file uh, provided to Just the News, which, by the way, if you're not familiar with Just the News, it's a great news outlet justthenews.com. One agent left a highly lethal M4 carbine unsecured in his government car uh, during a Starbucks run and had the weapon stolen, but even he received only a two-week suspension despite violating the Bureau's protocols for weapon storage. Although there was a lockbox in the trunk for storage of the weapons and sensitive items, the agent chose to store the rifle uh, bag behind the car's front passenger seat uh, while the employee was in Starbucks, the uh, car was uh, burglarized. The rear passenger, rear driver, and tailgate windows were broken, and the rifle bag containing the M4 was stolen. That's pretty serious. Serial uh, sexual misconduct was also rampant in the reports, dating back to 2017, in- including inappropriate affairs with felons in prison, confidential sources, and subordinate I- employee uh, uh, employees, the sexual transgressions, however, often resulted in firings, unlike the drunk driving and lost weapons offenses. Typically emailed to all Bureau employees each calendar quarter, the FBI Office of Professional Responsibility reports providing 
to Just the News by a whistleblower Ford and an unprecedented look at the breadth of misconduct among FBI's workplaces. My, there's 35,000 people, so there's a lot of folks. <clears throat> the report emerged as a sensitive time for the FBI as it deals with a sprawling congressional probe into the allegations by two dozen whistleblowers of political bias, misconduct, and weaponization of law enforcement uh, powers. Certainly, the uh, investigation is warranted. The extensive reports were, in fact, so impactful that the FBI suspended distributing them for seven months in 2021 and 22 due to the complaints that the employees harmed by misconduct might feel shamed. Well, they should be shamed. <clears throat> but in the end, <clears throat> the Bureau resumed publishing them because of the uh, belief it might sensitize workers to future avoid uh, committing crimes or violations of uh, conduct policies. <clears throat> OPR suspended uh, sending our quarterly emails that detail employee misconduct and its consequences. Uh, email explaining we wanted to weigh the value of publishing this information with the discomfort employees harmed by misconduct might feel as it has been being published. <clears throat> the Bureau concluded that most agents wanted the memos to continue as a reminder of the professional and ethical standards that are sworn to be upheld. In the seven months since, we've spoken extensively with effective, affected employees and consulted with several divisions, including the Victim Services Division, the email related. After a great deal of deliberation, we've decided to resume the quarterly email. We made this decision at the vast, as the vast majority of employees we spoke to were with indicated they wanted publication to resume. The reports show that there were at least 23 cases of agents and bureau staff driving under the influence but only five resulted in termination, while the others received suspensions or retired. There were several other incidents involving alcohol unrelated to driving that also drew short-term suspensions. At least three dozen agents reported guns being stolen or, or handled unsafely, including one agent who accidentally discharged his weapon and shot a hole through the floor of his hotel room. A former senior FBI agent uh, told uh, Just the News that the OPR Reports have been published privately inside the FBI for decades and are always distressing because you can't believe the behaviors that you're reading about. He said the batch obtained by Just the News suggested the Bureau was getting more serious about firing employees for some offenses, but was concerned by the low penalties, especially for alcohol offenses, and believed the FBI might be backsliding on some punishments. It was seeing that this is, a, in a lot of cases, particularly in the DUIs, there were not many dismissals, retired assistant director Kevin Brock said. They were uh, getting, you know, 20, 30, 40 days suspension without pay, and that stuck, struck me as something a little bit of a divergence from the past. Louis Fee, who was uh, his director, drew a bright line. He said anybody who misuses alcohol or gets in the bureau car is going to be dismissed, and that stopped a lot of bad behavior. Steve Friend, an FBI special agent who recently uh, left the Bureau after blowing the whistle uh, on the alleged civil liberty abuses in January, Capital 6 riot probe, provided the OPR report to Just the News. He said the growth in alcohol abuse and sexual misconduct cases were a strong signal of a cultural problem. Well, that's, that's exactly what it is right now. The reason I'm covering this, <clears throat> not, number one, uh, certainly the FBI needs to be investigated and it's not just at the top but it's all these uh, this type of uh, we shouldn't have this going on 
in a good culture in an organization. If the culture was strong and clean, people would be uh, receiving penalties, just penalties for uh, their violations. But right now what we're seeing is uh, turning the other uh, turning away, looking the other way while these uh, things are going on <clears throat> just shouldn't be that way. And of course, uh, we know what the problems at the top. We know the FBI has been weaponized. Uh, now, most people say, well, it's not the, it's not the people in the, in, the, uh, in the bureau, the people that are in the field offices, it's people on the seventh floor of the FBI. That's the problem. Well, it looks like there's problems in both areas. They're different problems, but they need to be cleaned up for sure. Uh, that's definitely a sense of entitlement that has seeped into the agency, and too many people are just content to have a gold badge and gun on their hip and not actually do the work that's required, friends said in an interview. Uh, there's uh, sitting on the shoulders of giants, people that investigated Bonnie and Clyde, Al Capone, terrorist networks, organized crime, and they need to uphold their reputation as opposed to just living on the exhaust fumes. Friend said he decided to make the disciplinary report public in hopes public pressure could encourage reforms from inside the Bureau. <clears throat> I'm a big believer in radical transparency, he said. You get credentials in the FBI. You're not a, a secret agent. You're supposed to present those credentials to anybody upon a request. So I think everybody should be held accountable. The FBI said it believes the reports published by Just the News show the disciplinary system works even as it seeks to improve from outside advice, including from the Justice Department Inspector General. The FBI has a well-established and effective disciplinary process, and we remain committed to ensuring it remains fair, transparent, and is consistent with FBI policy, the Bureau said. In 2021, the Department of Justice Office of Inspector General released a report on the FBI's uh, adjudication process for misconduct and found the FBI generally adjudicated employee misconduct matters consistent with policy. So uh, just be aware this is going to go on and uh, many people are calling for a church commitment. <clears throat> Frank Church was a, I think he was a senator back in the day when they investigated the FBI, the Department of Justice. We do need a, a, a thorough review of practices of what's going on in the FBI. Heads do need to roll. There need to be some changes. People need to see that there are consequences for misconduct. Uh, these, these report bureaus have been weaponized, and it's uh, hurting our society. We need to correct that. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodge University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. 
That's 239-938-7700 or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Times they're changing and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional somber, formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. Each of issues unique. We're all made up of little details that makes us different and irreplaceable. At Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens, there are many details that set them apart, differences you'll find nowhere else. Hodges Funeral Home at Memorial Gardens offers flexible chapel and event space, a modern funeral home, a celebration of life center, cremation options, and a 100% service guarantee. Call Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens at 239-597-3101. That's 239-597-3101. Or visit the website dignitymemorial.com. That's www.dignitymemorial.com. Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting choicesocial.us, choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. And Seton's about to sneeze. Um, (laughs) Don't you hate that? (laughs) That was pretty bad time. I think I think it's passed. How are you? <clears throat> good, good, good. Thank you. See, tell us about less government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government. It's been a bad century. And you know what? Since the, about eighteen hundred, it's been a bad couple of centuries, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, as as you know, de facto Republicans, you hate to hear it, but Abraham Lincoln contributed mightily to the problem. Yeah. Um, this, the South should have been allowed to leave. There's nothing in the Constitution to force them to stay. It's a voluntary association. And if they want to leave, they can leave. And Abe Lincoln shot at them to make them stay. That was kind of authoritarian. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Good little, po- I haven't, hadn't heard that point of view before. So, Seton, you wrote, oh, I wrote... I wrote a paper on it in seventh grade. <laughs> so, Seton, no you, kidding. I, I kid you not. I said, this is what the U.S. should look like right, right now. Interesting. Like, a map with the Mason-Dixon line all the way across. You know, slavery was going to die anyway because it was an economically stupid model. Um, so, you know, and, and Abe Lincoln in multiple times throughout history or throughout the war said, this is absolutely not about slavery. War's not about slavery. It's about bringing in rogue states that, that have left the Union. Right. Um, he, a couple of times he offered peace. And it, one of the reasons the Southwest is they owed a ton of money to the North in taxes. Yeah. And at one point, Lincoln said, you can come back, you can keep your slaves, you just have to pay the taxes back. And they went, no, <laughs> no, thanks. That's so interesting. So Lincoln, Lincoln's hailed as this hero, he's not to me. Anyway, go ahead. Well, uh, and now Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying we should have the red states separate from the blue states and uh, so we can live in peace. Which, would, which, which is what I counseled in the first place, and we wouldn't be having these problems now. Go ahead. Yeah. So you wrote a piece called I Have an Either-Or Solution to IP Theft. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, you know, I was going to, you know, as is often the case when you write, I'm, I'm, I, I propo- I've proposed a book idea to a literary agent who I've known for 
11, 12 years now, mm-hmm. and he didn't get my first one 11, 12 years ago when I said the next big power grabs are digital data, and he couldn't understand why my book proposal had Google and Facebook in it. He's like, this is about the government. I said, no, it's actually not, but it's partly about the government, but it's not. So he didn't get it. So I, I just, out of the blue, after moving to Belize, I pitched him my idea. And he liked it, so I got to write a summary, and I told him, I, I said, you know, when you write, when I sit down to write a thousand-word piece, the, uh, the title changes three or four times because you're doing research as you write and you discover things that you didn't know right. when you started. And this piece was something entirely different. The either-or solution was like, in the middle of writing, the, uh, the or popped into my head. Um, you and I talked about a lot about when it was going on years ago, 2019, I think it was settled. Um, Apple had signed a bunch of contracts with Qualcomm right. to pay them for the chips that they created that make the iPhone more interesting than a skinny rotary phone. Without Qualcomm's technology, the iPhone is a skinny rotary phone. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. nothing. It's, and they had all these contracts, and they've been working with them through multiple generations of iPhone, and then all of a sudden they just decided to stop paying huh. for the chips. And they, they, they continued to sell the products that contain the chips, the iPhones and the iPads, um, and, but they just stopped paying for the technology in them, which, by the way, was twenty less than $20 per phone. <laughs> wow. You know how much those phones are. Right. Back then, they were over $1,000 then. Um, so, so they went through this whole huge trial, and they eventually settled, and, and you know, there's a big non-disclosure agreement, so you, you, you get a basic idea of how much they settled for, but it was like $6 billion or something like that, and, and we, we carry on. Well, one of the things that occurred to me was because we don't have injunctions the, the world has injunctions if you've stolen someone's patent you can't sell what's in the, what, what that patent material is in no and here in the u.s you can as proven by apple with the iphone and i was writing about another apple case this is an apple watch which looks like they stole uh the patented technology from uh, this company called alive core for some of the health-related stuff, which is, of course, one of the main reasons, one of the main selling points of the Apple Watch is, you know, it's like a Fitbit in your watch. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I don't want Apple knowing how many times I get up in the middle of the night, but anyway, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, as Bill Burr said, why are you sending them the information to build your robot replacement? I don't understand why people are doing this. Um, so, so anyway, AliveCore got, got one... In the international, uh, in the international courts, saying, "Yeah, you see, Apple stole stuff." So the U.S. International Trade Commission initially ruled to blockade import of the Apple watches containing the material into the U.S. And then the Biden administration refused. You know, I, I had to sit down when I read it because Biden did the right thing on this one. He said, "Okay, I'm, I'm not going to overturn the U.S. International Trade Commission's." decision we're blockading you know now there's continued litigation on apple's part to try to you know overturn the decision but it looks right now like there's going to be an injunction a blockade on the on the on the watch Ah. and it occurred to me uh, you know and i've written so much about how the american events act in 2011 is so geared to have big tech overwhelm and destroy the patents the patent holders to steal their patents. Right. And, you know, multiple big tech companies team up 
and filed multiple injunctions worded slightly differently in the PTAB, and it cost about it cost over two hundred thousand dollars per per filing. And you know, Google and and Amazon and Apple team up and file forty five slightly different wording petitions. So forty five times two two hundred thousand. And these little small guy inventors go, I can't fight this. Right. So they basically just have, it, it's like land that they had to give up the title to. They just go, I, I give up the title. I can't defend it. Uh. And that's ridiculous. So it occurred to me during these two, writing about these two different things, why isn't it that they continue to pay, they either have to pay for the pat, you know, they either have to not sell the product or pay the, 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 the patent holder for the patent until everything's adjudicated because you have to decide that the default position is they have a patent, it's theirs. Mm -hmm. So you have to act like they have a patent and patent until they don't. Yeah. So you go to the, the thieving company and say you've got an option. You either pay them while we litigate this or you stop selling this in the United States. And I just thought, I don't know why... If this has occurred to someone, I looked around yesterday. I couldn't find it. It's, but I, it's like anything else. If I steal 20 cars from you, Bob, uh -huh. I can't continue to sell the cars while we litigate the fact that I stole the cars. Right. At, at least the police impound them, right, and hold them. Um, usually they just return them to you until, until the case is adjudicated. I don't get to continue to drive them. Right. I don't continue. I don't get to continue to sell them while I'm being charged with stealing them. But for some reason, in, in intellectual property and patents, we do. Wow. So I say we act like a patent's a patent because they have a patent until it's not a patent anymore. I like the idea. And, that, and, and <clears throat> well, I don't know why anyone. No, I mean, if someone thought of this, I did research after I thought of it, and I can't find it anywhere. Wow. And it just makes sense. You act like it's a patent. It's been approved. You so you behave under that premise until something changes that. Well, you know and what? You, uh, do you, you know, I mean, I want to just underscore the fact that uh, what you're this problem that you're citing and what we're discussing right now has big implications because we're seeing a reduction in innovation here in the United States as a consequence of not. We were number one or number two every year. <laughs> Bloomberg Innovation Index started in 2013. We were number one. 2013 is when the uh, horrible America Invents Act started taking hold, taking root, and doing its damage to U.S. innovation yeah. and U.S. patent holders. And we dropped out of the twenty out of the top ten, I believe, in 2018. Yeah. Um, and I wrote about it at the time. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is terrible." And by the way, there were a couple of weeks ago, January 25th, if I recall properly, there was, a, there was an event at uh, on 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 tech issues, not on patents per se, but on tech issues. And there were six panelists, and I, I, I added up all, the number of panelists that got money from Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Apple, and it was six, six, five, and four. Wow. So, so I mean, and of course, the host entity, the host organization, got money from all four. Of course. So it's like, they make it look like there's a, a, a diversity of opinion, but it's very monolithic. Yeah. But anyway, it was funny. At one point during the thing, one of the big tech mouthpieces said, you know, Biden, I have to disagree with Biden on something he said in his op-ed. He said we're the lead, world leader in innovation. We're not. 
And then they, then she cited the Bloomberg index that we dropped out of the top ten. I was like, that's because of you, idiot. <laughs> you passed the law at your behest to benefit you to destroy innovation in the United States. And then you blithely say, well, we're not the best because we dropped out of the top ten. Well, you're correct, but you're the reason why. Yeah. It's your fault. Seat Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government, I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seaton, always appreciate your well-informed commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Sorry for Rufus there at the end. He N saw a neighbor's dog. Hello to Rufus. Thank, thank you, Seaton. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. She's my wife. She's so well-informed on so many things. I look forward to visiting with her. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, we'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Route Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including London myself. Route Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Route Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Route Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Linda Harden, well-informed. Uh, it's um, my birthday week. It is your birthday week. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. So, hey, I, there's so much to talk about. Everything from the baseball rule changes, but the the thing that kind of sticks out to me right now is uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about Ed Dowd, who he is, and uh, what he's uncovered. You know that um, what's really great about this interview that that Tucker Carlson did with Ed Dowd, um, you can only you could only find it on Fox Nation with Tucker Carlson Today Show. However, mm -hmm. I found it on Rumble that somebody recorded it and posted it on Rumble. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's red tide kicking yeah, up. Yeah, sure is. <clears throat> um, 
So I sent it out to a bunch of folks last night. Um, and it is, it is so amazing that this guy, <coughs> excuse me, used to be with BlackRock. He used to be a hedge fund guy in Wall Street with BlackRock. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's been successful in everything he's done. But this, but, but what he started noticing after the start of, of this COVID hoax was the extreme uptick in deaths. Yeah. And, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't the first year when the supposedly COVID was supposed to kill everybody, you know, and, and yeah, make everybody sick. It's after it passed. It's after it passed. And it's not only uh, morbidity, or, or I should say mortality, it's morbidity. In other <laughs> words, the, the number of people that have been com- disabled and unable to work as a consequence. And what Ed Dow did is he's, uh, he's looking at a, a universe of people that are healthy, meaning they're, they're, uh, they're the people who are at work and getting group benefits, group life and group health benefits, so uh, these are the people that are dying. Well, and, and, the, and the research that he did was not only with insurance companies and actuaries, but he did it with funeral directors mm-hmm. and, and to find out what, you know, who, who was all of this uh, uh, mortality affecting and, and the amount of young people yeah. is staggering. It's just staggering. That combined, oh, by, I, I encourage anybody, um, if, if you haven't heard this interview it's 53 minutes long but the the time will fly because he has so much information and and um and he has a huge following now and by the way he threw out the first the first person that he was that he had connected with to put what he found out was steve bannon on bannon's war room and he noted that on the on the show with tucker carlson today which was great but i encourage you if you don't get fox nation <clears throat> Go to the website rumble.com and, 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 and just log in Edward Dowd interview with Tucker Carlson. You can get it for free. And if you can't find it there, uh, email Bob or, or email me if you have me, and I'll send it to you. Yeah. It is it is stunning. It is stunning indeed, and uh, it's so important because uh, I covered a story earlier today, and uh, the uh, CDC was and the uh, uh, the public health officials were covering up uh, they were making claims that weren't true, and it's it, it it comes together as a conspiracy to me. In other words, uh, all this information about our public health, the uh, the vaccine, the virus, uh, the drugs that are, are are available for use to solve the problem, I think there's a conspiracy here in the United States. Oh my States. goodness, are you kidding me? <clears throat> Let let's just be very clear. I how many times have I told you that I I've been um, censored by Facebook. Yeah, I still can't get back on Twitter, huh. and it was all because of that. It yeah. was all because of that. Yeah, and and Facebook is just now they're not censoring people anymore. Well, excuse me, they put me in Facebook jail several times. Well, almost t- uh, close to ten times. Wow. for thirty days at a time because I brought this stuff up. Yeah, and and Twitter they did the same thing, and like I said, I still can't get back on, but but I have my own theory, um, which I can share about, with you about that. Um, uh, one of the reasons that people like me um, can't get back on yet, and I found this out by watching Real America's Voice, and that Ben Burkwam, he's oh. such a good reporter, member. Yeah. So what he said is that anybody that that still um, badmouths the CP, CCP, they're not letting back on. And and Elon Musk has very close ties with with 
with China. That's so interesting. Before uh, we end our segment together, I do want to also tease, uh, we're not going to be able to cover a lot of it, but the important thing is this guy, Thaler, is his name. He's an attorney from California, and he's uh, uncovered what, uh, and I, earlier today on the show, I talked about the fact that Katie Hobbs has been compromised and has received money from the Sinaloa cartel. Drug cartel, yeah. Drug cartel, and this is a big, big and issue. It's, and it's not just her. No, it's, it's not. up and down the ladder Absolutely. in Arizona, Arizona. And this guy has uncovered, and, and it's, it's absolutely uh, trending on Twitter, arrest Katie Hobbs. There's, it's, there's so much dirt and crap. They are scurrying like cockroaches, trying to cover it up. But they can't cover it up. They because can't cover it up. They've got all this documentation. Oh, by the way, with how much money Katie Hobbs and all these, all these people got from the Sinaloa drug cartel. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's appalling. And you know what? This is just the tip of the iceberg because I think what we'll find. That's funny that you should mention that because a lot of the, a lot of the people that um, I text all this information to and they're going, Oh my goodness! This is all, and I just said the same thing. It's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, because I think it's, we're going to find the stuff show, showing up in California, New Mexico, just a lot of states out west. Maybe it's maybe even Florida. Who well, knows? well. Oh, by the way, um, just to just to bring it back to Bannon for a second, <clears throat> he had this guy on on uh, his show last night, the second hour, that was saying how many compromised people there are in Washington D.C. Yeah. What uh, I don't I, I forget the amount, but it's staggering. Yeah. To see how many people have sold out this country for is it to the drug cartels? Is it to CCP China? But they have sold this country down the river, and they are are in Congress and in the Senate. Yeah. Well, I tell you, the country is worth uh, fighting for, and uh, we need to as patriots. To respond to the call, because uh, right now, if we don't do something, we're going to lose our country. Well, well, um, you know, that's why I say, you know, for people who ask me all the time, oh, what do you think about Ron, Ron Santos for the election in 2024? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? We have to do something long before 2024. Yeah. And and I think I think something will happen, but we're on the brink right now. Yeah. We are on the brink. And and we don't, we can't don't even have time to talk about the sovereignty of the United States and and how these people even Republican congressmen are trying to throw this country under the bus to the the WHO. You need another hour and a half to talk about. Yeah, we that. do indeed. And we don't have that time. I, I know. But, uh, I just genuinely appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. All right. Well, that's our wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy. He is the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute. We'll talk. I've got some interesting topics, as well as uh, Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josepha Savaz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. And by the way, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Uh, it's one of the ways we expand the audience and uh, reward our advertisers for supporting the show. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>